There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi. What it is. <laughs> I've been singing that for the last like two hours straight. Cindy and I just spent a few minutes recording ads for your favorite department store brands. And we literally could not stop singing that song. Like whatever yeah. we messed up, we were just singing that song. It's because of TikTok, because that yeah. song cut dance. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I jam. TikTok's ruining our brain cells. It's so funny because for my job, I tell Cindy this all the time. I, it's hard for me to distinguish between work and pleasure anymore when I'm on TikTok because I'm on TikTok from nine to five for work and it's so time consuming, like trend tracking, analyzing, getting on splice, editing the videos, taking the footage. Like I'm just always on social media, I feel like, and it's so fucking annoying. And then I'm just sending like Sydney TikToks all day and then we just like talk about it later and she watches them and she's nice for that because she has so many things to do. <laughs> no, it's like my screen time is like two hours. It's crazy. Is you it- would, like my phone's concerned about yeah. me. And mine used to be like eight hours a day like in undergrad and now it's like two and I was like, not me being wholesome or something. But it's like, I don't go on, I go on TikTok like once a day and I just like spam everyone with all the videos I see. Yeah. But um, it's There's weird. like an hour period where like you just got off from class, you want to decompress and I yeah. know that you're in that period because I just get 15 TikToks for you in a row. Because I just sit in the, in the like, cafe uh-huh. and for, pretend to do my work yeah. while I'm on TikTok. <laughs> but it's crazy because, like, I won't go on for, like, four or five days at a time. And then I'll go on. And, like, so many things will have happened in those four days. Like, I remember a couple weeks ago, like, I hadn't been on TikTok in, like, a week and a half. And I finally opened it. And, like, everyone was talking about corn. 
Yeah. And like, like it was like, it was like a, a it was like a corn sound, and I was like, but I was so lost because it had been like so far into the trend, like I couldn't find the original video, uh-huh. and I was like, is it supposed to be funny? And I just I didn't get it, and everyone thought it was so funny and cute, and I was like, okay, but I don't understand, like what's that what the trend is, and it's weird because like if you think about it, like. Even the trends that we're talking about, we were like, it's the dun 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 one. Yeah. Like, how do we know what that means? I feel like we're literally losing brain cells. Um, our friend Camden sent me this tweet today, and it was it made me think about you immediately. It is, if your bestie doesn't permanently alter the linguistic center of your brain, they are not your bestie. And I immediately thought of you because you say stuff, and I can just tell, like, it immediately goes in my vocabulary. You no, know, it's so funny because, like, even my guy friends are picking up on my language. Really? So it'll be like, period. Nor. Nor. I'm like, yeah. No. Or, like, my new phrase is, like, at your big boy age, when I'm talking about people who are, like, too old to behaving a certain way. Yeah. And not all my friends say it. I'm like, ugh, it's so hard being, like, the trend starter. Oh, my God. So, Cindy and I, a few years ago, were a part of this, like, weird ass friend group and <laughs> they would always try to take credit for like <laughs> they really would and it's crazy because i'd be like there's no way you thought that she started that Cindy i can went through like a year stage where she would just have a new favorite emoji like once every week so she started with like you know the white heart emoji that's like a thing that sydney started i yeah. swear but like not even just in our friend group like in i'm convinced like you started yes. that trend. Or like the smush face yeah the, like, like, like mm, the puppy face. eye face yes i have that. used that since it came out and now also, everyone wants to use it. The cowboy hat emoji. I think yeah. that's the funniest thing. Like when someone says something really awkward, I just said the cowboy emoji. I don't know why. Like my but new emoji that. is the cartwheel. Oh, yeah. And you you like the nail one? Yeah. And then the salsa dancer one. You like that one yes. a lot. Right now it's it's the um, it's the cartwheel. Yeah. It's the like face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard because like, now like you can like type out like what the emoji stands for and it will like put it. Oh, and the Italian hand. Yeah. It'll, like, put it there for you. <laughs> like, some of them, like, just don't have, like, things. Like, I'll type out, like, Italian hand or, like, or, like Google. And, like, nothing will come up. And I'm like, that's what that means, though. Like, I don't know how else to, like, summon the emoji. And, all, and it just says so many things. Like, the cowboy hat emoji, for me, it says a lot. Like, if you say something funny, I'm going to send you the cowboy hat emoji. If you say something awkward or cringy, I'm going to send you the cowboy hat emoji. Yeah. If you're my dad and you're texting me, I love you, that's weird. I'm going to yeah. send you back the Yeehaw. cowboy hat emoji. And, like, it's so, I can't explain to you how stressful it is when they <laughs> release new emojis. And I'm like, which I'm going to appropriate. I also like the soap emoji. Like, clean your mouth. Ugh. Oh, I've never seen you, know? you use that one. But yeah. claim it while you can. Cause... Like, you know the whole immunity necklace thing? Yes. Yeah. So when people, like, in the group chat will be like, immunity necklace, and they say something, like, absolutely heinous, uh-huh. I'll just send them the soap emoji, and it's like, <laughs> clean out your mouth. Please don't ever say that again. No, sometimes I just think about some conversations we have, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> God. No, we're respectful people. Um, what did we do this week? What can we update the fans on? Ew, I cannot believe I just said that. What can we update our listeners on? Yeah, I will never call anyone my fan. I'm just kidding. I would actually I laugh. Actually if I ever said it out loud, please hit me. I would actually laugh at myself. I swear I was just joking. I didn't actually mean that. Um, even like followers, I don't even say. Yeah. Yeah, just people. But you do have followers, though. Yeah, but it makes me feel weird. Because also, like, followers has another connotation. It's like, there's followers, like the social media term, but a follower is someone who, like, follows you around all the time. It's like a groupie. And, well, like, like, I'm not that important. Nothing is cringier to me than, like, people on TikTok being like, I love my followers. You don't know them. Yeah. And they don't know you. So I can I just can't call people that. Yeah. I, I love those people who are like, every single one of you. I just, I feel like you're my best friend. I'm like, name, name one of your one followers. Name your followers. <laughs> and it started on... Um, Twitter with the, the oomph, like one of my followers, like um, Twitter's yeah. the origin of. Okay, I'm about to say something groundbreaking right now. I think Twitter is the origin of Gen Z culture. 
Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Every single joke or trend I see on TikTok, I feel like started on Twitter. It does. And then, like, some random kid brings it to, t- to TikTok. I'm like, he ruined it. Yeah, no, you did. And because it's so, like, because TikTok is so, um, what's it? Like, I don't even know. Crazy, hectic. Everyone just blows it out of proportion because you've got the influencers over here who are just like, oh my God, it's a trend. Let me put that. And they're just like overusing it. Like they use it 19 times on their channel in one day. That's another thing I don't understand. People who post like 20 times a day, are you okay? Do you have anything else Bro, you have I to post do? once a month and I'm like, whew. That no, was exhausting. Worse. Also, because I post travel videos and those, sorry, there's a siren. Those travel videos that I post usually take so much time. Like they take so much time to edit because I have to go to the place to film. Can't You know what I mean? It's not just my face and then text overlay. Yeah. It's funny though because like Sarah and I went to France literally in August and I haven't even looked through the footage yet. I need to post. Oh my God. Know. We're delaying with that so much because we both took so... How many How many videos? No. If you were to guesstimate. 80% of my camera roll is videos from France. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I was unwell for most of that trip because of the plane ride. Um, yeah. Oh my god, did we ever tell that? I think we did. Yeah. When Sydney threw up on the threw plane. up on the plane. Yo, oh, yeah. I don't know if we ever told that. We thank we probably did. Okay, well, if you're new, um, my name's Sarah. This is Sydney. <laughs> yeah, we're crying in public. And if you're new, we also want to tell the story again because this is literally one of the funniest moments of my life. I do want to preface it by saying that I used to have major, major flight anxiety. So when we got on the plane, we found out that the flight whoever made a mistake and saying I weren't sitting together anymore. So I had like a panic attack. Sarah about lost it. Oh, I did. I was crying. I was so upset. I did cry. I was sobbing. But then I (laughs) sit in like the main section of the plane with like no one next to me. Whenever when I was in the middle seat. Yeah. And like, if you guys, like I'm a frequent flyer. I fly very often. You will never catch any middle seat. Like I am either, if it's like, a long flight I'm either in the window or the aisle but window's always my preference yeah. and I was certain that I got a window seat because Sarah was like I want it and I was like oh too bad I'm getting the window seat yeah like so you're I, cute <laughs> I knew that I had it so imagine imagine when I walked into that plane and I was like mm, there's been a mistake <laughs> I am not <laughs> sitting in between two random people but alas I had to alas. but jokes on them because I wasn't feeling well like the day before we left and like I had taken Delsum, the cough medicine, then like before, like literally like before we left the apartment. And like by the time we were on the plane, it was like six hours later. So it was time for me to take another medication before the flight. And so I had bought NyQuil on in the little like um, news station in the airport because I was like, <laughs> that's also a medicine. So like medicine plus medicine equals feels better. So I got that medicine thinking nothing of it. Took the medicine, fine. Went to sleep, knocked me out. I wake up at, like, 5 a.m., like, 5 a.m. Paris time. We're about to land. Mm -hmm. So, like, no one's awake yet. It's just me and the flight attendants. And I was like, oh, I really have to burp. That's awkward. And I'm just, like, sitting there. and like, you know, you have, like, a little hiccup before you burp. It's like, oh. I was like, mm, that's not a burp. Yeah, that was straight bile in my mouth. And then I burped again. And I just threw up all over my hands. And it was so awkward because I'm in the middle seat. So, like, there's throw up in my hands. And I'm kind of, like... I need to tap lady next to me to wake her up for me to get out. And the guy on my right was also asleep, so I couldn't ask him for help because I would have had to tap him with my hands, and my hands are full of vomit. So I was just, like, sitting there with it, like, running down my face and running down my hands. And the flight is coming by to take breakfast orders, and she sees me, and she's like... Mm. <laughs> Are you so okay? she You're gives like, me no. a vomit bag and first I was like what am I gonna do with that I have vomit in my hands so she like wakes the wakes lady up next to me 
I and like she had already like been handing out the breakfast because like she came with like the options. Yeah, with the cart. So <laughs> like I was like I couldn't. Okay, this is the worst part. And so you know how you have like your thing down like the um the the, the tray, tray table. table. Yeah. So the food was on the tray table. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to move it because there's vomit in my hands. So I picked up my breakfast egg sandwich with my elbows and I brought it to the bathroom because I had to put up my tray table to move. So I put the egg in the toilet because I didn't know where else to put it. And then I threw up again. And when I came out, the lady was like, do you want other barf back? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and she gave me ginger. And I was trying to text Sarah after, but like we didn't have any service on the plane because yeah. the Wi-Fi broke. So after I was like, hello, Sarah, I am unwell. Yeah, no, because we didn't even, we had no reception also because we had just landed in France. So like our service wasn't connecting yet. And so, you know, we just met up. I just had to wait for Sydney because I knew I was ahead of her on the plane. So I just had to wait at the area where we all got off. Like I couldn't even get off the plane with her. And I saw her and I was like, hey, Sydney, I have great news. There was no one sitting next to me. I had an amazing flight. I ate all my food, no anxiety, very minimal anxiety, amazing flight experience. Sydney was like, that's amazing. So happy for you I threw up all over myself and that's crazy because you don't get like motion sick or flight sick or whatever right it was because I told my mom she like freaked out she's like go to the hospital yeah she wanted you to go to urgent care um and I was like we looked at some research and apparently this is like health tip number one (laughs) you do not mix adelson and NyQuil apparently there's like something in them that like counteracts each other so you can't take them together uh, they should put that on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I did not know that. <laughs> and that I felt so bad because the man that was sitting next to me on the flight, like on the window seat, we had been talking for a lot of the flight. He barely spoke any English, but we just like happened to like the same movies so we were talking. And he definitely saw the throw up all over my seat. And so when we were leaving, he was like, bye, I hope you feel better. I was like, oh. The good news is, is like, it, yeah, like this doesn't help, but it could have been worse. You could have projectile vomited on the people. Now, yeah. And you were in the middle seat. What an unfortunate situation. And like, I don't throw up often. I throw up like no. once every like five years. What is this feeling so sudden and new? I felt the moment I laid eyes on you. You have such a theater voice. Yeah. I, I have this theory that like people hmm. who sing like professionally, like mainstream, can't sing theater. And people that sing theater can't sing mainstream. No. It's like the articulation. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, Sydney said that you can always tell a theater kid by their eyes. They have like theater scary eyes. Yeah. And whenever I start singing, I, I get the yeah. scary eyes. I'm apparently. like, why are you looking at me so hard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because everything about theater is like intense eye contact. Like you have to stare at the audience down because they can barely see. You just have to like widen your eyes a little bit when you sing. I think that just happens like to actors naturally. And I do that. And Sydney was like, what? One of the first times, we told the story on the podcast a couple times, but one of the first times I ever met Sydney, I like locked her in my room. Yeah, she like locked me in her room and sang <laughs> and to me. And I was like, like 30 minutes. Oh, okay. Because then he was like going through love troubles. So I was like, oh my As God, I'll is. fix it for you. And I sang her a love lament from like the Sopranos or something. No, it was like from some random Broadway play I've yeah. never heard of. And she was saying the entire song. Not even just like a snippet, the entire no. song. I was just sitting there like, oh, okay. I also put, this is the most embarrassing thing I think is, uh, first of all, I locked the door. So like, ew. Yeah, and I was like, she's going to murder me. And then it's like, oh, had the instrumental karaoke on my phone pulled up ready to go i think one of the most i don't know why you're still friends with me after that that was crazy okay we've i had the instrumental way. pulled up on my phone like how more yeah no and she'd been teasing it like all night she yeah. was like i can't wait to sing this for you and i was like i'm scared i was like i have something for you that'll help and you were like what is it and like i did performing <laughs> arts growing up like i danced yeah. my whole life but and cheered just, and yeah there's just something about like 
watching people perform for you that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> like, when I go see Broadway plays, like, it's good. But it's funny because, like, my reaction is, like, straight face. Like, okay, I'll clap. Like, that was really good. I appreciate, like, the artistic value. Sarah, they'll say, like, the joke design for, like, the four-year-old in the crowd. Sarah will lose it laughing. <laughs> lose it. I know that that, that the performer was like, oh, finally. <laughs> Someone yeah. laughed. I'm one of those girls who, in, like, primary school, I would laugh at the teacher with, like, their teacher jokes that aren't supposed to be funny. And everyone else would laugh because they wanted to get, like, good That's attention. The entirety of law the school. Ass. Yes. And I laughed because I genuinely thought it was funny. No, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm one of those people. My professor make a joke. They'll be like, oh, promissory estoppel. And, like, am I, no, they were talking about promissory estoppel. She goes, I might as well stop talking. People were, like, cackling. And I was like, all right. This is All right now. There's funny. one A+. plus. Let's stop gunning for it. Oh, my God. And also... I don't know if I should talk about this, but I feel like I can. There's someone on our floor with, like, crime scene tape across their door. This is Sydney's Law, talking about Sydney's Law School reminded me of this because there was a code on the cautionary tape, and Sydney looked it up in her law school book, and apparently, I think, we think someone died. It's like, it could be, like, two things. It could be an active crime scene, or it could be that someone had passed away in the apartment and, like, they don't want people to go in until they've, like, done a full investigation. That doesn't mean it's murder, though. It's yeah. someone who died in their sleep. But you know me. I'm, like, true crime junkie. I, yeah. I don't want it to be murder. I don't know why I was about to say that, but... I don't think that it is. I want it to be something, like, interesting. It would be, like, if, if they were it was, people would be in there, like, immediately. Okay, good. Um, the awkward thing is they have, like, packages in front of their door, so I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's so crazy. And I was, you know, taking my bike through the elevator... And I saw the cautionary tape, and I about flipped out because I just finished the Jeffrey Dahmer series. So I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I was freaking out. Sarah loves true crime, but is the most paranoid person I've ever met. And I don't know how she reconciles those two things. And the answer <laughs> is that she doesn't. <laughs> um, I think Karen, my favorite murder, explained it in an interesting way. She was saying, like, hearing about other people's true crime stories or, like, listening to true crime podcasts and watching true crime documentaries and shows – it makes you less paranoid because, like, it makes you feel more in control because you know it's happening to other people, which just reassures you it's not happening to you, which can kind of give you a complex, but it does kind of reassure you in that way. Does that make sense even a little bit or no? No. Okay. <laughs> I really try. It's like people that like horror movies but are scared of them. I'm kind of like, do you enjoy being scared? I love horror movies and haunted houses, and I get, I'm one of those girls who gets so scared, but I like getting scared. I do. I think it's hilarious. That's so interesting. Yeah. Ooh, that's like, one time I went to that. What's that thing they have in Orlando? It's like Haunted oh. Horror Nights. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like the year they opened the Walking Dead one, which is like not a ride, but it's like they like, it's like a warehouse, and you just walk through people like do things. And I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it was going to make a little cute little ride. A little bit like zombie. Lit. Uh, no. I walk in this man went to Cleaver. I was, uh-uh. Get me out. And they were like, it's one way only. I was like, we're going to create another way because I'm not going through this. <laughs> this one time I went through a haunted house in high school. This was actually my ex's and I's first day when we were like 16. We were The ex I just broke up with. We were walking through the haunted house and... <laughs> I got so scared halfway through because some guy was following us and I almost fell off a bridge that I escaped the haunted house through an emergency exit, set off the alarm, and it was on a ski hill. Like, it was on a ski slope. So we had to run down the ski slope, and that was the most mortifying day of my life, I think. I don't know why he wanted to talk to me after that. The and ghoul was like, you can't go through that way. And I was like, you're ghoul. a ghoul. You can't tell me what to do. I thought a ghoul was a girl ghost. Is it? I don't know. Oh, my God. Were you ever a fan of Monster High? 
Okay. Sarah's <laughs> asked this before. That came out when we were, like, definitely past the age where you should be watching <laughs> Yeah, like that little web series. Yeah. You know what Ew, I'm they're making about? a live action, and it makes me very uncomfortable. Have it, you seen it? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, let's not do that. No. That, that. That book was created to be a cartoon. Please don't make that. Please. <laughs> I have all the that. books, too, which is really mortifying, because those that came out in, like, 2013, and I was 13 years old when I had those books. I'm red just, like, kind of confused because, like, one of them's a wolf. So what are they going to do about that? Yeah. I don't know if we talked about Hocus Pocus 2 yet on here, but it came out recently, and I loved it. I loved it. Bette Midler. She's part of a different culture than I subscribed <laughs> to. Well. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. I'm just, like, never been into Halloween like that. Yeah. Like, Jessica people, Parker was in it, too, and she was awesome. Like, people are like, oh, my God, we have to create our costumes. I just, I will show up in the blackie shirt. I don't really care. I've been trying to get Sydney in a Halloween. We've been roommates for three years, and I've been trying to get her in a Halloween for the past four years. And to no avail. To no avail. She literally refuses to do it. It just be too much for <laughs> yeah. me. I love, like, I mean, what is not fun about planning costumes and, like, decorating? I think that's so fun. I don't know. I find no joy in it. It's so weird. I don't oh, my know. God. Even, like, as a kid, I didn't really care about Halloween. Really? I just liked the candy. Yeah, I'm just so surprised you've never seen the original Hocus Pocus. You should watch it. Baby, I'm black. And uh, Hocus Pocus has been on in this house. I did see Halloween Town like 90 times because it was like yes. the only thing that would be on TV. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I don't know who this girl is. She's, in, she's in every Halloween movie. She looks yeah. exactly the same still. I see her on TikTok sometimes. She has like one of the strongest jaws I've ever seen. We talked about this Period. last podcast, but like I've never seen a stronger jaw than hers. That was ridiculous. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
So today, getting into our topic, we wanted to talk about mistakes, which is actually really funny because Cindy and I were like shooting the shit earlier trying to figure out what to talk about. And I, I don't know, like how do we even come up with that? We were like, we made some pretty serious mistakes in the past. Let's talk about those. It's just like things, like I don't know how better to put this, but I think that especially at our age, we think that everything is the world. Like, we think we know everything. Like, in the grand scheme of things, both Sarah and I as individuals have been through a lot. But I think that we often forget that we are 22 years old. Like, just the way that we've interacted with things and, like, with the pandemic and bada be bada boo. Like, we just have gone through a lot of stuff. So we feel like we're a lot older than we are, but we are 22. So it's like, we're talking about relationships and we're like, oh, we were going to marry that person. And we were talking about, like... A fight with a friend and we're like oh it's like the end of the world and like or we got rejected from something and it's like oh my god like, i'll never get over this like a week later we're like wait why did we care that much exactly and it'll also only be a week later let alone five years yeah. i mean that's one thing because i have anxiety issues and one of the things i always like to tell myself is like is this gonna matter in 24 hours in a week in a month in five years no absolutely hey, not. i taught you that you the, did teach the, me the that three, three, three. yeah it is and it, it's like you know bad grade on a test like in high school it might seem like there's going to be this huge ripple effect that's going to affect literally every single life choice you'll ever make. But that's so not true. And, I mean, you're so young. And we're so young even right now. We can talk. We can sit here and talk about our adult lives and all of these regrets and mistakes that we made, which we were about to. But we also have to keep in mind that we've only been adults for, like, what, four years legally? Yeah. And even then, like, Cindy and our roommate and I, we just became financially independent. So we've only been doing this since May of this year. You know yeah. what I mean? So nothing is that serious right now, which is a good disclaimer, I feel like, before we get into the topic. And it's like, the rules, the rules Sarah and I were talking about, that we came up with the first season, oh, that was so long ago, um, was a 3-3-3 rule. So like, will this matter? How will this make me feel in three days, three weeks, three months? Mm-hmm. And three years, if you want to add that in there. But that's, <laughs> if you want to be crazy. If you want to be crazy. <laughs> and that applies in two ways. On one hand, it's um, kind of how you should approach getting over an issue or like dealing with how serious an issue is like for example like a breakup or like a friendship breakup or like not getting a job like how am I gonna feel about this in three weeks three months three whatever then the other side of that is creating I'm so dead you're I'm talking it's serious making motions of her body matching what I'm saying and it's sending me I said on the other hand you said on the other hand um and then am I really I didn't even yes you, you, you said on one hand on the other hand <laughs> Um, I'm like zombieing along with this. (laughs) On the other hand, it comes to making decisions. So we might think that a decision has such like a short impact on the future, but like such a small thing can have such like a large ripple effect. So it's like, how will this decision affect me in three weeks, three months, three years, whatever? Um, So yeah, that was just that rule. In case you were not here the first season and Mm -hmm. you're wondering what that was. Man, the first season seems so long ago. I can't believe we're already on season three. The way I'm, I was a fully different person then. Right? Fully different person. I mean, if you go back and even listen to the first episode, not only was it shit quality, but also... We were recording with our potatoes. Like, <laughs> it sounds like it was literally created in 1730. It's, it does. It, like, it sounds like a radio frequency that would be in Stranger Things or something. We actually sound like aliens. I remember I used to edit the crap out of our original podcast in season one because or our original episodes in season one because it was so bad so we had bad. so many people on the yeah, podcast too people. and it was like we were all different places like it was very much like a passion thing like a mm-hmm. fun thing for us at first like I mean it's still a fun thing yeah but um, no we hate it now we're just doing it because we yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding it's yes. become so much more than that 
since then, like, we have a professional mics now. And, like, I'd say we have a studio, but we don't. It's still our kitchen. But, um, <laughs> but that's the way. Uh-huh, okay, uh-huh, we have a neon mic. sign. That's a very, that's, that's progress. We do know? have a neon sign. Go check on our TikTok if you want to see our neon sign. It's yeah. cute it's as cute heck. cute as heck. Um, and, yeah. No, it's become, like, a very large part of us. I don't know where that was going. Anyway. <laughs> um, this podcast was a mistake. Yeah. I was like, I don't know where that conversation was going. <laughs> Guys, and he's leaving the podcast. It's just gonna be yeah. me from now on. I mean, this is my saying hour of the week. Um, yeah. Okay, I have one bone to pick before we start this actual topic. Okay. I hate pumpkins. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be that person. Why? They're weird. You're weird. They smell weird. You smell weird. And like, there's all that gushy stuff in the middle. What do you do with that? I think that's weird. And like, if I see one more person, me and my boyfriend carved pumpkins this week, and he did a cowboy sign, and I did a sparkly heart. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did a sparkly heart. I'm just like, I don't understand it. And it's like, okay, let's put this rotting vegetable in our front yard and put a flame in it and leave it. I just don't. Where did that come from? Where did that start? That has not, It has nothing to do with anything. If you think about it in the grand scheme of things, what is the relevance of you putting a light in a pumpkin? It's nothing. And it's weird. And I find it weird. And it smells weird. And I hate pumpkin flavored things because I can't eat cinnamon. And it's in everything. So I just want to go to this cute little restaurant. And it's, oh my God, a fall favorite. And it's a mix. It's a mocktail or a cocktail or a dessert. And there's cinnamon in it because it's pumpkin. I can't have it. <laughs> no. Yes, and he's allergic to cinnamon if you guys are new. But I looked up. <laughs> I looked up how did Jack Lanterns start. That's the question I looked up. Very, very. Why is it called Jack? Jack Lanterns. Why can't it be Pumpkin Lantern? <laughs> that's true. I don't know why it's called Who's Jack, Jack? Lanterns. <laughs> so that sounds Irish, right? Well, it originated in Ireland, where they used large turnips, potatoes, or beets, and not even pumpkins. Like Jack Lanterns, the reason why it's not pumpkin is because it didn't start with pumpkins. Like Jack Lanterns is that, that's but like it a. It didn't start with the Jack, unless the guy's name was Jack. It was a I don't bee, know, like, a beetle lantern. And then Irish immigrants bought... Well, yeah, that's funny. And then Irish immigrants bought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin. Since when is America home of the pumpkin? Sorry, period. did we I love the Irish pumpkins? though, period. I know. And it became an integral part of Halloween festivities. That's how it started. The Irish are my favorite out of that island. Oh, I got it. I know, I know why it's Jack. So an, a History.com article said the practice originated from an Irish myth about a man nicknamed Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil over. <laughs> oh, it's an R for me. After that little field trip I went on for law school and mm-hmm. people hanging from the trees, I was like, I'm good. Halloween's over for me. <laughs> if you want to know what Cindy's talking about, look at our past two episodes because we talked about that a lot. But she went on vacation and it was very good out. <laughs> yeah, I would not call that vacation or necessarily retreat. It was a trip and it was scary. It was an interesting not, trip. I don't like the pea state. It's weird. Mm. I'm just kidding. I love the pea state. Um, anyway. <laughs> All of our listeners from the P-State are just so offended. They turn it off immediately. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Was was the retreat a mistake? <laughs> I don't want to lay this whole... Okay, anyway. Actually, it wasn't. I made some progress in that retreat. Anyway. Guys, I'm cracking myself up right now. <laughs> I'm just saying, were jack-o'-lanterns a mistake? Yes. <laughs> Leave the pumpkins alone. <laughs> let, them, let them be in peace. Let's we start from, like, the OG? Or, like, the... Not OG. What? <laughs> what do you mean? I think because there are so many categories of mistakes. There's like friendship mistakes, professional mistakes, fam- familial mistake. Like there's so many different categories to choose from. I'm gonna start from a personal because it kind of out. It's like oh my god. Are we gonna get when really you, deep right now? We're just gonna get super yeah. Deep. Yeah. Let's get deep and personal. Um, you know when you're like in like third grade and you're learning about geography and you got to did you guys have to do this too? Where you had to like draw. All of the little things that can happen, like a delta, and like 
a plateau. Yes, yeah. yes, oh my yes, God. a delta. I don't know what it was about that unit. It made me so mad. There would not be a plateau and a delta in the same place. Ooh, it made me so mad. Or a fjord. Oh my God. I remember this is, like, literally makes my brain want to... We're going way I back to third grade. This geography <laughs> lesson. I almost got 100 on that test, but I missed up fjord. I messed up I fjord and the delta. I love how you remember that. No, because it scarred me. Because <laughs> I messed up the fjord and the delta. Silly mistake. Silly association. And I have ever seen a forward and delta since. No. Anyway... Did you ever have to do those um, like condensation cycle graphs? Yes, mine was my eight mine those. up. I did that for <laughs> AP Environmental, and did you do like the, did you like use Play-Doh to make like the core and the mantle yes! and the earth? And you'd have and a you toothpick s- to stick it all, to make it stick all together. Yeah, and, and then you toothpicks. cut it in half to see the inside. Yeah, and yeah. we'd all be like, <gasps> eat that up. Yeah, you did. Ugh. We did that thing where we learned all the capitals of the states in a song. When you hear it, here it goes. Oh, God, please, no. There's the capital one that starts, like, Baton, Rouge, Louisiana, blah, blah. and then there's the state one where you have to memorize all the states, where it's, like, Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado. You, you did, that was a school of rock. Uh, no, n- neither of them were. Oh, oh, my God. Not you deviating from the curriculum. <laughs> Steve, school of rock is what taught me so many things in life. Oh, my God. Like, the only, like, uh, first day. what's your, your function? function? No, the first day of um, con law, uh-huh. when I decided that preamble, uh-huh. I like to think School of Rock. I said, we the people <laughs> in order to form a more perfect union, period. I'm looking at pictures of fjords right now, and I'm actually angry. That's just simply like, okay. What can I see? Show me. That's a fjord. That's a river. A delta is when you have, like, one large, um, in fact, I still remember this, <laughs> one large water source that breaks into, like, little, like, finger-type water sources that all mm. flow different places. Anyway, I was saying that because... <laughs> I feel like starting with personal mistakes is like a delta into different issues. Period. <laughs> anyway, um, starting with starting with the funny. big water source, I feel like it starts with like personal things, mm-hmm. and I can trace like all of my insecurities back to like a very few things. And like for me, and this talks about people talk about this on on TikTok a lot, like black creators that I follow, and like a large part of that is that I wish and I feel like my parents tried but I, I like wasn't successful because of like the environment I was in or like I was the only black person in my grade for a very long time like growing up is that like I was never taught to appreciate the way that I look mm-hmm. you know like I started straightening my hair when I was like seven okay. like arching my eyebrows or like trying to like having problems with like food and like the way my body looks when I was like 10 years old because like in my head I couldn't reconcile the fact that like I had darker skin and like I wanted to like dye my hair lighter and like I didn't like that I had hips or like that I was developing breasts earlier than all the other girls in my also, class. Also you've been a PWIs your whole life. So. My entire life. So it's like from a very large age, very large age, from a, very, from very large a big old age. From a very early age, I was thinking about it's your big old age, from a very <laughs> early age like my source of a scene came from comparison and I feel like because that like seed was rooted so early as I got older and those issues became more apparent because of like social media because like I was in interracial relationships like those problems all like skyrocketed or like widened or deepened to a point where like if I ever wanted to address them which I do or in possible of addressing those you have to go back to the beginning and like unwork all of those mistakes which is exhausting it's exhausting I don't think about middle school I know who was that where was she (laughs) don't remember her at all but it's like I'm in the process of going back, like, not as far, but, like, just in my last relationships, or my last two relationships, thinking about, like, how, like, 
um, comparing myself to what I thought they wanted or like who they did before, who they did after me or like what they normally found attractive in a woman, like why is it different from me? So like going back to those moments and those times of comparisons and like trying to like divest myself from that kind of thinking has been like my first step. But I think that like I know that when I have kids, like no matter what, my kids are gonna be black because I'm black. Whether they're mixed, whether they're not mixed, whether they're whatever, like I just wanna make sure that I don't allow them to go through what I went through by like emphasizing like you should wear your hair natural, you know, you should appreciate like your natural features and things like that. But like the fact that me and my sister were each other like nose jobs when we were like in middle school because we were like we have like very Afrocentric noses. So it's like I wish that I had that source of self esteem growing up of like understanding that like there is no standard of beauty you know and I think it's also hard because like my mom is like light-skinned and has long straight hair and like is skinny and small and like we just don't look alike so it's like most people look to their moms for that kind of like esteem but it's hard when like your mom looks nothing like you you know so I feel like I've done a lot of mental work recently because I refuse to pay for therapy oh um because I don't have time for therapy right now even though I definitely should be in it of like starting that work on my own so that when I do go to therapy, I can like bring what I've already worked on or what I am working on to the table. Okay. And that's the basis of my problems, relationships, friendships, self-esteem issues. So that's like my principal start. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Why 
Where is your pencil? <laughs> well, touching on like what you just said, I see a lot of like moms on TikTok nowadays doing like affirmations, like daily affirmations in the mirror. I thought that was really cute. And then I saw this like one teacher. This was so cute. Bringing in her students every day, and they're like little itty bitty. They're like kindergartners, and she has this mirror that she makes them look into with like little post-it notes of affirmations that they can choose from, so that they don't have to stress about like coming up with one. And it's so cute seeing these little kids going up to the mirror and being like, "I'm strong. I'm humble. I'm super intelligent." And it makes oh my god, maybe cry so hard. I am such a big people right now. You these do. are so cute. Oh, they're so. But then cute. I like think about like ew. Like They're so cute on video, but screaming. yeah, I dealt with babies all throughout high school. I like, can't even deal with it. But I feel like my a lot of where my um, issues start early on was because not of my dad because I love him and he's great, but he because of his job he was a captain in the military in the navy specifically, so he would be away all the time. So like I was predominantly raised by my mom. And I didn't really have that, like, father figure there throughout, like, a lot of... But the thing is, it's, like, I always kind of held that against him. Like, when I was in middle school and high school, I didn't really understand the concept of, like, he had to prioritize his work to support us. So I was, like, you don't want to be around us. You could have chosen not to go. And it was a lot of, like, built-up stuff. And I don't want to say daddy issues because, like, he was a good dad. And he is a good dad. He's still alive. But I feel like that's a lot of where my issues came from. And then I think starting such intensive musical theater and ballet and dance super young also created a lot of like body confidence issues and self-confidence issues in general because I started um I confronted rejection at such a young young age so constantly getting told no so often when you're like spoiled at home and like only child syndrome it created a weird dichotomy and it definitely like seeps into my adult life for sure like not that I feel entitled or like uh jilted but I don't know I can just see like with a lot of my friendships it it created a very like oh I would do this for you why won't you do this for me like I would put this in for you and you're not doing the same for me and it makes me feel like not wanted a lot of like abandonment issues I would say because yeah like my dad didn't abandon me and he's a you know like he's not an absent father but like he wasn't around and like I never really understood that and even though I understand that now it just you know what I mean it definitely seeps in a little bit retweet on the dance thing yeah i remember i was like literally i'd be in like fourth or fifth grade to maybe nine or ten and i was eating a piece of pizza mm-hmm. in between ballet and tap because i hadn't eaten all day because i was at dance all day and my point teacher threw a tap shoe at me and hit the mirror because i ate a slice of pizza and you brought how dare you bring a piece of pizza in the ballet room no literally and it's like um <sighs> i'll just start off with that because i'm talking about issues with like body image or self image um, I do feel like dance is a very big part of that. One. Two, obviously comparing myself to girls who just, like, I just don't have the same genetics as you. Then I think three, TV, like, Disney, like, magazines, oh, Disney. et cetera, <laughs> created, like, such a weird... And the thing is, like, we didn't have... We were, like, all, like, addicted to drugs when we were watching Disney. Like, mm-hmm. Demi Lovato was going through it and, like, all of this stuff. And, like, we just... We're like, oh, she's... Oh, you know? Like, we, like, didn't even know about any of this stuff. Yeah. But... I think that, like, they talk a lot about how they felt pressure to look a certain way because of, like, being in the spotlight. But, like, also that affects those watching them, too. And I was, like, at the gym today, and, like, I had, like, a big, like, mental breakdown because I was in in the locker room at 5 a.m. Because Mm -hmm. it's, like, so weird to see my body change and, like, have it not look like what I wanted to look like or, like, what it looked like before. So I had gained so much weight since, like, the way I used to look. And it's, like, I think about when I had that body and, like, how I, like, 
even then I was like, I'm not small enough. And I feel like all of that came from one, wanting to look like a certain like celebrity or like wanting to look at my friends who like were naturally skinny or like, and how I wouldn't eat food or like I would work out like four times a day because I did dance, I did cheer, I did competitive cheer, like, all this stuff. But I think it's also like, for me, I think just because like how I saw my friends and relationships and like me not being in one, like I couldn't change that I was black in an all white school. But also, so maybe if I had like a banging body, like I could be the one that guys can like overlook my race to like see stuff like that. And like for so long, I felt like it worked for me because like I just moved to New York and like for the first time guys were interested in me and I was like, hey, it has to be because of my body. So when I, when I started to change and like as a result, not as a result, but like coincidentally, like I was not getting much attention from guys anymore. And like my boyfriend broke up with me and like all this stuff. I started to associate those two together and it became like a very unhealthy relationship with food with working out with body image etc and it's like of course your body changes you get stretch marks and you get this and you get that and like it's it all like kind of like snowballs so I feel like if I wish not necessarily as a mistake but as like looking back I wish I had dealt with those issues back then or like kind of realized or like the body positivity movement has started like earlier when we were younger Mm -hmm. I feel like would have had so much a healthier view of my body and and so I would be like in a healthier place mentally and physically because it's hard to like want to go back to the way you looked but do it healthily when you know that you could do it unhealthily you know yeah. so it's like a weird like like push and pull of like i want to get back to that place but i don't want to fall back into those like thought processes and behaviors etc um yeah no it's just it's so interesting to think like what occurred in your youngness that affects even like who you are right now because like at this current moment in time you want to believe that you're the best version of yourself but then you think back to like how you were like a year ago or how you were in high school and it's so hard to not compare not only yourself with other people on social media but also your present self to your past self um and like when I was young I moved around every two to three years so I just would not I would have no consistency I used to think in very absolute terms especially in my first few years of college where it's like oh you know we get in one argument you know you're not the one for me whether you're a friend or a relationship Did, did that ever happen did you ever feel like that it's like I think we've talked about this before, low key, but I feel like it's so it's like a weird effect that people who grow up with like perfect parents, and I don't mean perfect parents, I mean like parents who've been married for like twenty years, it's like they they can have this happen two ways. Either they like meet their like high school sweetheart and they like have perfect happy dappily marriage, or they're so scared of commitment that they become like destructive. Yeah. But if you grow up with divorced parents, it feels like you don't want to be in a relationship. Because you don't want to fall into the same patterns as your parents. So either, like, one, you become obsessed with being in a relationship and you will do anything to stay with that person no matter, like, what the behavior is. Or on the other hand, you don't want to be with anyone because you're like, why would I want to go through that like my parents did? Yeah, and I'm not doxing my ex or anything, but I did, like, through that relationship and all my previous relationships, I would overlook so much because I would feel stupid. Because So I thought in such absolute terms, both in high school and... Sorry, my email. I thought in absolute terms so much, both in high school and my early years of college, and that everyone would tell me and kind of alert me like you are thinking in these absolute terms like you need to give people a second chance I took that and ran with it so far and again that's very absolute of me as well because I instead of giving someone three strikes in your out system I kept giving people chance after chance after chance after chance until I became a doormat and now I feel like that was a very big personality trait that I'm working on now and that I've been struggling with for the past couple years uh trying to ensure that I'm one not dismissing people too quickly but also that I'm not putting up with too much and it's really really hard especially coming from someone who does not have divorced parents and who they lived happily ever after it's hard to like think in 
normal terms. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, that's, that's another thing is that I wish that, like, one that I knew more about my parents' divorce when I was younger because it happened when I was three. So, like, everything I've learned, I've learned, like, in bits as I got older, which has complicated my relationship with both my parents because, like, I see them differently now that I know things that had happened. But I think, like, one, understanding that, like, that's not the standard. It's, like, I can find love and be happy absent of what happened with, like, within my family. And I think that's so hard for me to, like, distinguish because it was, like, I don't want to end up like my mom. Like, not saying, like, it's, I don't want to end up her, like, I love my mom, she's probably my hero, but it's, like, I don't want to be put in a situation where, like, I have things taken from me, or, like, I have my happiness taken from me, or I have my life taken from me, et cetera. Um, or, like, be in a situation where, like, I am not in a healthy relationship, or, like, things are, like, whatever. Um, and it's hard, because it's, like, I love my mom, and, like, she's done so much for me, and, like, I want to be like her, but I'm, like, how do I do that without going through the same things? And I feel like the way that that's manifested in me is that, like, when I do get in relationships, number one, I always want to be in one because, like, <laughs> but then it's, like, I put up with anything and everything despite knowing that, like, I shouldn't because I'm, like, I'm going to make it work. I'm determined to make it work. And, like, because of that, I was in, like, long-term abusive relationships my entire life or since, since I started dating. So now, like, I don't know how to, like, trust someone or want to be with someone. Point where I don't even want to be in a relationship anymore. I am perfectly fine being single. And, like, it's hard because, like, sometimes I'll slip into this thought process where it's, like, maybe it wasn't so bad. Like, maybe I could have just put up with it for a little bit longer because I would have been with someone, you know? At least, like, I wouldn't be alone. But I'm like, uh, ew, no, ghetto. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I would like, rather be alone and sit in my bed and eat fucking Hershey Kisses and chocolate. That's one thing I feel like Sydney and I's experience converges here. Um, we both recently have found such a huge love in being single and being by ourselves and we've gained a lot of independence like that. So that does make me a little nervous though because like if I ever do get into a relationship again, I don't, am I going to fall back into my old habits of one strike and you're out or am I going to just be a doormat all over again? Oh, self-sabotaging is a big one too. Let's talk about that. Do you ever self-sabotage? Have you ever felt like those behaviors? You mine, is, mine is more like because both long-term relationships I've had like in high school and in college both of them were cheating so like for me the way that I found out was through social media through like certain habits of like tracking them so it's now it's like when I do meet someone I like I will find something if I like if I need to you know to give myself justification of like I don't need to be with this person so it's like regret doing that like going through someone's phone because I don't think you should but obviously there's a huge um, yeah there's like a huge trend on social media that's like you should need the image I disagree with it very wholeheartedly but I just wanted to hear your thoughts my thing was like every time that I looked in like my ex's phone I found something it wasn't like a little something it was like heinous things like heinous heinous things like not just things that like were like physically bad but like things that would affect like literally my health like I just found like a lot of crappy stuff and it's like part of me thinks that like when I first started dating him I thought he was like perfect and like oh he was so nice like the best guy and then like I like found out like how bad of a person he was like through doing things like that so now when I meet a guy I think that he's great I'm like oh like it's just coming yeah like it's gonna it's like the the ball's gonna drop soon I'd rather it drop now before I waste my time effort and energy and putting things into someone else so now I'm like you know what Nar, I don't want to be with anyone. Like, I'm perfectly fine being by myself. I say that now, but I will say, if I meet the man, I'll be with him. I have this very strong belief that, like, if you go through someone's shit, and, like, so personal belongings, phone, laptop, whatever, and if you find something, that is literally never your fault. <laughs> yeah, and the, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, why did thing. that person make you feel like you had to go through their stuff? That's the thing. It's, like, sketchy behavior. Like, obviously, trust is something, but it's also, like... But that can if only you, go so you, far. The ends justify no. The means justify the ends justify the mean. The means justify the, the end. end. No, the 
some, they justify each other in some way. Because if I go searching and I find what I'm looking for and it's what I thought it was, then I am I wrong? No, and then, then there's absolutely, that's no fault of yours for, like, looking through their stuff. I call that probable probable cause. Exactly. <laughs> uh, warranted search efforts. Um, that is so crazy. I feel like, I'm, I'm trying to think of back to my old relationships and how, how I ever self-sabotaged anything. I remember when I first started dating my last ex, I really wanted to self-sabotage that as soon as we started because I just gotten out of an abusive relationship. So I was like trying to be single for as long as possible. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like self-sabotaging was never a problem until I was in a really like toxic relationship. Yeah, because it starts to sow behaviors or like thoughts in you that you're going to start projecting onto other people, mm-hmm. which is like not fair for you or for the other person. You right. know, it's like you deserve happiness and that person deserves the benefit of the doubt. And I'm like, oh my God. You know, it's just, yeah, it's not fair for anyone involved. Deal with your shit. And if you're not ready to, that's fine. Nobody's perfect. But don't put that on somebody else. That's nobody else's fault but your own. You know, your own personal shit. So, All right, you guys. Um, that is all we have time for today. Luckily, we got so into that conversation that we decided to do a... We got off recording for a second and we decided to do a part two of mistakes, lessons we've learned, and how we're still trying to correct these mistakes going through our 20s. Um, so thank you so much for listening. As always, you can hear us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And you can also find us on social media at Crying in Public Podcast, both on TikTok and Instagram. We love you guys. Bye. Period. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.